Hello, and welcome back to the No More Trauma podcast. My name is Tanya, trauma survivor, certified trauma-informed yoga teacher, coach, and wellness facilitator. My, minis- my mission is to provide healing, mental health tips, and inspiration to living a trauma-free lifestyle. You can find this podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Hello, and happy October. Oh, it feels so good to be back. If you're new, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you back. Ah, pumpkin spice season. So happy. (laughs) And if you don't like pumpkin spice, you're like, oh, let me go ahead and turn off this podcast. No, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome here. Stay. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, if, If it's not pumpkin spice, then at least a good caramel apple something. Oh, doesn't that sound amazing? Um, I'm just finishing up a pecan um, pie smoothie. We'll just call it a pie. Has dates and pecans and bananas. Mm, Some protein powder. Oh my goodness. Hello. Okay. (laughs) We are in for a treat this month where I know I skipped last month's recording. And so guess what? You get two. What? Yes, you get two. So um, we're going to um, resume our normal recordings. And then after that, we will go into, um, if you're, uh, new, I just started a new series, um, of the, uh, yoga therapy sessions. And so, uh, you will be getting that after this. So I'm excited. I'll be bringing that little treat. So figure I can make up some way. <laughs> All right. So let's get started into our topic. Um, I have experience with this topic and um, this topic has been so uh, prevalent in the media. Uh, And I figured, you know what, I think it's time. I think it's time to talk about it, especially over the weeks. It's definitely definitely (laughs) been crowding um, the media, the news, pop culture, all of that. So um, To saying I do to we are through. Divorces can be one of the most challenging experiences you can endure within a lifetime. No one prepares for it and sometimes never see it coming. It can be devastating and it can take a toll on your health, not only for the parties involved, but even those around you. You have to learn how to cope or navigate the world in the lens of a new normal. Whether you think marriage is not an option, maybe due to religious belief, or simply that you fear starting over romantically. Today, we discuss divorce and the trauma related to separation. Mm. So as always, I invite you to just monitor your space, your breath, your body when listening um, to this episode. Um, if they're, you know, regardless if you're, if you've experienced uh, a divorce yourself or you are a child of parents who had to go through separation, I ask that you just make sure that you are grounded, um, just finding a comfortable seat as you're listening or making sure that you have a a sip of water or something that, you know, feels calming for you just in case there is some stimulated activity. 
So types of reasons for divorce and the triggers that accompany them, we will go over that. Um, I'll also discuss the events and the stimulated activity that accompany divorce, right? Uh, and the experience itself. Uh, I will also uh, go over, I'll also go over the, uh, how divorce can impact the body. Uh, the five stages of divorce, regulating tools, post-divorce, stats, affirmations, and book recommendations. Uh, you'll also get the journal prompts um, as well. I always tend to post that on my social media platform. If you're not following me there, you can always follow me there at az.nomortrauma. Okay, so the types of reasons for divorce and the triggers that accompany them. I first want to say that although divorce is not classified as a psychological trauma, it can, it can, however, for some people be a, become a traumatic experience. Um, I just have to, you know, uh, raise my hand on that. <laughs> uh, so so yes, I, you know, I've had my own experiences with that. So um, the events that, the events in the stimulated activity that can accompany um, these experiences. So let's kind of peel back the layers because there may be a little confusion saying, you know, well, I never thought force was trauma. Like, what is that? You know, or you may be saying, yes, please list them all time. Yeah, so yes. Um, so the first one is infidelity. Right. So infidelity and what we do is we take it, we kind of peel back those layers and what that can stimulate is betrayal, secrets or information being withheld from you. OK, violence, emotional and physical, psychological abuse. Right. That's a trauma. Substance abuse. OK, there may be uh, uh, feelings of guilt, loss anger, right? Addiction, guilt, or burden, okay? So again, we're looking at all of the things that may cause a divorce and the stimulated activity that may accompany this particular trauma, right? So uh, growing apart or a lack of participation in the union or connection, financial challenges, burden, shame, guilt, abuse and power, right? We, we hear about that a lot, right? So abusing this level of power and, and, and you know, whether it's opening up uh, a, a separate account and, and taking all of the money, okay? Uh, distance, so maybe there's a physical distance and then that's accompanied with abandon, abandonment, neglect, helplessness, or feeling emotionally withdrawn, okay? Communication, being misunderstood, shut out or belittled, okay? Communication is huge, right? It's really, really big. So there may be consistent misunderstanding, right? Uh, maybe there's, you know, uh, not answering questions, right? Maybe shutting, shutting down, right? That's even a trauma-related response, right? guilty of that, you know, or just belittling someone or being on the receiving end of that baggage. So 
So carrying, maybe feeling as though there's burden, okay? So in that partnership, that connection, that marriage, right? There may be just that feeling of being burdened. You know, I entered this connection with all of these unresolved issues, right? Uh, family strain, abandonment, neglect, right? Wow, this person comes with a lot of family stress or their family are too involved in our marriage. Then there's employment, employment right? There can be obligations or promotions that may cause you to, to, you know, one of the parties to relocate. And so what happens is there's abandonment, not feeling important, right? Neglected, okay? Um, uh, there can be uh, situations of the marriage being one-sided, right? Or not feeling fully fulfilled in that. Okay, employment, um, oh, excuse me, going over to the next one. <laughs> I think I had a little too much pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, uh, incarceration. Okay, so maybe one of the um, parties involved in the marriage is incarcerated. Okay, and so that brings up feelings of abandonment and neglect. Religious and spiritual differences. Okay, shame or guilt, even the even the guilt of feeling as though you can't separate from the union, you know, like oh no, I I've done this, I can't separate, you know, or you know, being in an arranged uh, union and uh, separating isn't an option, right? It's frowned upon based off your religion. Uh, and lastly, we have medical diagnosis, right? So there can be some feelings of, you know, shame around the diagnosis or, you know, um, limitations on uh, physical mobility, uh, burden, um, uh, loss of freedom or autonomy, uh, and even misplaced grief, right? So these are some of the things that can be stimulated in either one or both individuals uh, that are married. Um, and so some of these things can create a trauma response, right? That fight, flight, fawn. And so what happens is the brain is no longer um, operating in the thinking, logical brain. And when it's flooded with those uh, cortisol, then what happens is we're now operating in that fight flight, right? And now this union, this marriage is starting to become, you know, a little overwhelming, maybe a little, uh, low vibration or toxic. Um, I don't like to really use that word, but, um, just kind of using that to describe this, uh, particular experience here. So how does, divorce impact the body physically. So if you listen to the last, um, yes, I believe the last podcast, I talked about loneliness um, and the different, uh, the differences in, in loneliness, the different types of loneliness. And so I also mentioned about the heartbreak syndrome. And so 
you know, we see it in the elder community where if one individual transitions, the other person may transition uh, shortly after. Uh, and so looking at that, it can be the what's called cardio uh, myopathy. Uh, and that's where the heart muscles begin to, to weaken or the immune system tend to um, deteriorate, unfortunately. Uh, so physically, the heartbreak syndrome, breathlessness, right? It can cause fatigue. There can be swelling. Um, and this is all the physical uh, impacts of divorce, right? So loss of appetite. We begin to dissociate. There's rumination, isolation, okay? Not wanting to get back to those things that you enjoy. Uh, and you start to just isolate and maybe ruminate as to what you could have done differently um, or just ruminate on the, you know, marriage altogether. And just, you know, just taking a gentle pause here to take a breath. If you're still listening and tuned in with me. Okay. And so continuing on here. So emotionally and psychologically, how can that impact? How can divorce impact the body? And uh, it can look like depression, right? Uh, anxiety, okay? Uh, outburst, irritation, fear, brain fog, right? Forgetting where things are, forgetting what your schedule looks like, just, um, just kind of caught in the days, right? Um, you know, having a lag and recall. Uh, so insomnia and nightmares. So maybe staying up late or having difficulty getting to bed, right? Um, nightmares. Um, I found this interesting uh, that, yeah, um, up to five years post a trauma, nightmares can still take place. Yeah. And spiritually, uh, how can divorce impact the body spiritually? So disconnected from your religious practice or faith, difficulty trusting the larger um, uh, entity outside of yourself. Okay. Uh, so maybe we may lose hope. We may question, how did I get here? Why did this happen? why did this happen to me, right? And so we may just become completely disconnected from our meditation practice if that's something that uh, we have, okay? So now I want to just quickly mention the five stages of divorce, right? So in that first aspect of, you know, this transition, um, or, you know, that trying to attempt to this, um, trying to navigate this new normal, the first stage can be denial. This is not happening. We can't separate, right? Um, and so denying this new reality, okay? Maybe denying your intuition, 
that you may need to separate, right? And with that, there may be anger. This cannot be happening. I will not lose you, right? So that anger uh, with the idea of not being able to be romantically involved or spiritually connected to someone that you had an idea of being your forever, right? And so the other, the next stage, number three is bargaining. And bargaining is, you know, maybe saying, well, if I do this, then maybe this can work, right? This could, this could also look like that part of marital counseling. You know, well, maybe if we go ahead and go to counseling, then I'll stop drinking, you know, or I'll stop staying out late or I'll, you know, I'll end it with the other person I was seeing, right? Or maybe if I just switch my schedule and I take a lesser job, um, maybe this will work. Mm. Take a breath. Just notice where you are. So again, that's just gentle check-in just to just see how you're feeling, okay? As you're listening in. All right, we'll continue on. So depression is the next. So once we've gotten over this, you know, we start to realize what's happening. There may be a part in this separation where you may feel as though life has defeated you, right? You feel defeated. And maybe the emotions can consume you. And there's nothing better out there. Whether it be work, whether it be a new partner, right? A new life, <laughs> you know, it can really set you back. And it feels as though you're under this thick, gray, low cloud. And so with that, we may start to accept this new unfortunate reality. And that can be very tough to accept. That your routines may change. That you have to have these conversations with those close to you. That things are now different. So how does divorce impact children? 
children have to compartmentalize and understand their new normal that is taking place. And it's imperative that we're using healthy boundaries and language with, with what is being said and caution not to overshare. This can help not to create or cause a complex trauma for the child or children. This is especially uh, the case for substance abuse, infidelity, and violence. We want to make sure that we're keeping our children safe by letting them know that they're loved. Avoid placing blame. And demonstrating that this new normal can still be safe and a stable environment. So again, just making sure that we're not using the child or children as objects and weaponizing the idea of custody and visitation rights with your other party. It's also equally as important that we allow the child or children the space to express what it is that they may be feeling regarding this divorce or separation. This may also look like counseling, allowing them to get into their hobbies to fully express themselves, and also just creating more room for quality time. Okay. So just to quickly go over uh, some stats here, and then we'll go into regulating, okay? So an article of Forbes states that many who divorce don't give up on the institution of marriage, although a total of 64% of men and 52% of women get married again after their marriage has ended. In 2021, a total of 689,308 divorces occurred across the 45 U.S. states. That reports the statistics. During the same year, 1,985,072 marriages occurred, making the U.S. marriage rate six per 1,000 people. Okay. Uh, another study, in fact, here uh, is that children who are uh, uh, children of, of separated parents can ex experience or, or develop behavioral challenges, okay? And so again, just the importance of making sure that we're creating a safe environment for them, but just also, you know, making sure that we're using healthy language and just allowing them to express themselves, very critical and important, okay? 
So now we'll look at the regulating tools post-divorce. <sighs> so here is this new normal, okay? And maybe there's a sense of freedom, you know, and I didn't really speak to that, but there's maybe someone who's saying, my goodness, you know, I've been with this person for so long. Um, and so there's a piece of autonomy that I need. And so how do I get back to that? Right. And so some of those regulating tools can look like therapy and, you know, find, you know, seeking a therapist, right. Um, reaching out to a coach, um, you know, can, can help you on that journey, right. For rediscovery and self-exploration, right. Uh, healthy communication and in, you know, that, it, you know, that it's challenging, you know, to, to speak, you know, to be able to speak that within your session, sessions or with your coach and most importantly with yourself, right? Sometimes we can adopt this dialogue of, you know, my goodness, you know, the reason why we divorce is because of this, you know, or I tend to do this wrong, you know, there's, you know, whether it's shaming ourselves or body shaming uh, ourselves or just being overly critical, but just adopting this healthy communication with ourselves and having a coach or therapist to support you with that, okay? Uh, and so another thing that we can explore is taking inventory, right? So knowing your boundaries, your patterns. Um, in another podcast that I did, I believe embracing soft love uh, post-trauma. I talk about uh, the love codes and the code of conducts, and that's a, a collaboration of your values, your boundaries, your non-negotiables. Begin to take inventory of that and, and look at that, you know, explore what those are. Notice if anything has changed or shifted, okay? Um, discover your role in the divorce, right? Um, start to reach out to your community, whether that be through church, meditation temple, that was something that I did. It was so helpful. Um, I, you know, strengthened my meditation practice post-divorce. I had started it when I had met my partner at the time. And after that, um, it had gotten stronger. <laughs> um, sisterhood, right? So finding that sisterhood or men groups, right? Um, you know, or whatever group uh, that may be uh, suffice for, for yourself that you blend in with, right? Um, for Based off of your identity. Um, and so, or the prevalent pronouns that you use, okay? And so meetups to stimulate uh, creativity. So uh, another good thing, if you're, you know, find, found yourself relocating post-divorce, this is an opportunity um, to uh, get to know others within your community and start to, you know, create new friendships, new, you know, uh, working partners, whatever that looks like, uh, to stimulate that creative creativity and getting back to those hobbies. So journaling, uh, journaling is really good to help process uh, everything that may have taken place, audio journaling, 
uh, it's really good to document your feeling, right? So the idea is you, you know, you want to um, explore what it is that you're feeling, be able to articulate that, but also just documenting that healing journey for yourself. Right. And so fitness and wellness. So getting back to that, if that was something that you may have, you know, lost right in your in your uh, connection, uh, but fitness and well wellness. So maybe changing your diet. Right. Um, taking a wellness vacation. If that's something that you need. Um, <clears throat> revenge body. <laughs> I just kind of stuck that in there because I know that's a, a funny little uh, topic uh, the world is using. <laughs> or the media, should I say, um, but check your health. You know, I think that is also equally as important, especially if you fell in, you know, if the reasoning for your divorce was infidelity, it is really important that you are checking on your health, right? So making sure um, that you're safe and protected. Mm. Um, so the next one is forgiveness. Um and, and what I'll say about that is what I've learned, forgiveness is a journey. Oh, it is a journey. And I think we all have our different beliefs around forgiveness and what that looks like. <clears throat> and so I think, you know, forgiveness is also sacred to you. And so it can go as far as, you know, you forgiving yourself for anything that you may have <clears throat> let slide. <laughs> I'll say that, you know, some things that you maybe tucked away and felt as though didn't matter. But that too, just like healing can be a journey. Okay. And so not applying pressure to forgive, but I think, um, you know, it is a, it is a journey. <laughs> it is a journey. So, you know, discovering what that feels like for you when the time is right. Um, it, you know, it can take, you know, a few months. Um, it can take a few years, whatever that looks like. And what I, what I had learned is that even though you, you know, I, I've, was speaking with someone in a group event and she shared with she shared with everyone that you know when she thought she had forgave <laughs> the experience she had learned she was still working with it and she thought she was done you know so sometimes and, and it there can be different parts that you're still working through so totally give yourself grace um when moving through forgiveness as it doesn't look the same for everyone. Uh, and, you know, most importantly, you know, when you're ready to give that freedom um, to yourself uh, is mostly important, I think. Okay. Um, tell your story. You know, I think this is so beautiful. Uh, you know, tell your story, whether it's through a book, whether it's through a podcast, like I'm doing now, <laughs> um, through a support group, um, through food, you know, if, if that's something, um, if that was something that was revealing to you when you're in divorce or separation, do it through the level of art, right? Music, poetry, right? Skincare line, you know, all of the, you know, you have this new glow, 
now that <laughs> you're you're separated. So whatever that looks like, but tell your story, you know, if you feel comfortable, you know, how do we move from victimhood to um uh to to survival? How do we move from victimhood to to thriving, right? To survivor. Yeah. So good. So, so, so good. Uh, and lastly, as we begin to bring this to a close, um, really quickly, I am wanting to just share the affirmation that I am deserving of love and I am a product of divine love. Yes. So repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. If you find yourself still working through a divorce or going through a separation, um, or you're just, you know, consumed with all of the information that's out there in the media and <laughs> you are manifesting that that is not your experience and you want to just reclaim this affirmation. I am deserving of love and I am a product of divine love. Okay. Book recommendations. Um, one that really helped me through my divorce, uh, in the, the meantime, Ayanla Van Zant, as you know, um, for those who have always been tuned in. Ayala Bazant is one of my favorites. Um, in the meantime, it was really, really good. Another um, that I had found, Sylvester McNutt, uh, Care Package. Really, 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 really good book. This really helped me. Uh, it was just divine timing how this book uh, landed in my lap. Um, it was just a very divine experience. I absolutely loved it. So Care Package by Sylvester McNutt. Uh, fun fact, he actually uh, uh, does yoga at the studio in which I used to teach. <laughs> so um, Thich Nhat Hanh, Anger. Thich Nhat Hanh, Anger, right? Um, so if you're moving through one of those stages and the stages I talked about in divorce, and you're stuck in that area, then anger, I uh, highly recommend. Uh, Jay Shetty, this is a free book you can find on YouTube. Um, I just completed that, completed this book this year and absolutely enjoyed it. Um, so Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty, uh, All About Love by the famous Bell Hooks. Uh, Marion Williams, um, uh, A Return to Love, beautiful book. Um, another one you can get on YouTube and tune in um, throughout your day or weekend. Uh, one that I am so excited to be diving in. I've been looking for this book for five years. Um, I stumbled across it. Uh, so How to Love and Be Loved by Yogananda. So stumbled across this book before I even became a certified yoga teacher and couldn't find it anywhere. And guess what? I found it. So I'm excited to be diving into that. And then the uh, Milk and Honey, sorry. Oh my goodness, I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, Rupi Kuar. oh my goodness. So um, yeah, Milk and Honey, if you're into the poetry um, and the art of the healing process. So um, yeah. All right, so the journal prompts I will put on my social media platform at daz.nomartrauma. Other uh, episodes mentioned uh, loneliness, if you haven't uh, tuned into that, and then embracing soft love post-trauma, feel free to go tune in and listen to that. I'm so excited that you are here with me. I'm so 
so, so happy. I love doing this. And yeah, if you want to say hi, feel free. And if you want to join me on the mat, feel free to follow me to learn just how. Uh, such a joy. All right. So I will see you back in an upper episode. Remember to live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate organic happiness. But most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Be well. Namaste.